I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is to take things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Welcome, everybody, to Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today I'm pleased to introduce you to Norman Lear, who apparently we're going to hear about uh, liberal politics today from Mike, yeah. which is great. <laughs> That's the only thing you said about um, him so far. <laughs> it's, it's not fair for you to have that David Tell clip right before this starts. <laughs> I'm like silently laughing to myself. Honoring a great man. Oh, the best. That's uh, one of the funniest things anyone's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, today, of course, we were talking about uh, the creator of All in the Family and uh, the Jeffersons, Sanford and Son, Maud, <laughs> uh, 10 million other shows, oh, yeah. Norman Lear, and, uh, you know, right before, he is a, a huge liberal, and obviously Mike's we, a Cooper creator in quotes. <laughs> All right, this is how it's going to be. I guess Mike's an anti-Norman Lear guy, which is great. Not anti. But I, just... did, I wanted to preface it by saying, as I said uh, during the break, just make sure... We stick to shitting on Norman Lear, and I'm not debating uh, abortion no, stats no, with you no. in 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm pro choice. No, I'm just a. When we talk about Norman Lear, just make sure there's a salt mine nearby. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I mean, well, first of all, we are coming to you, uh, Mike and Craig are here, of course. Matt producing today from Vaulted Podcast, which really begs the question why is Craig even here? You know, I, know. <laughs> I think that's what people will be wondering. <laughs> if I'm Matt's wondering producing why I was thing. here. <laughs> what's, what's my use? <laughs> uh, Craig is a good gem every once in a while. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. a good yeah. dice reference that I'm about to play. <laughs> this, as, as you saw last week this yeah this week it'll be uh no actually mike uh this guy created all in the family yeah i know oh my god yeah i know inexplicably <laughs> you know i was actually about to get there as a matter of fact back when liberals actually you know were liberal about things <laughs> there we go so uh norman lear one of the um well, all right to, to get mike from interrupting me i'll say one of the most prolific Television producers of all time, we can agree on that, right? Oh yeah, hell for yeah. sure. I don't, um, I don't hate Norman Lear. I, this, this is just a funny angle to take. I gotta, of I, course. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you do kind of. You do a little uh, bit. You know. <laughs> uh, and I should mention, uh, you know, now that it's come up very naturally, Mike wants me to mention Cannon and Anchor Seltzers. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting out of here. I don't know the benefit. These are great guys, Cannon and Anchor, and they make a terrific product, an excellent like, seltzer. I don't know why cases. I have to mention them though. Well, they gave us two cases for the day. To that was the other thing, is that they want me to drink on this podcast, which is a great... Like, there's no audio that, that would prove how awful that would be. <laughs> Where I'm like, you know, this guy, he's a... Eric Monty was right. The guy's a fucking racist. Wow. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say... Every Monday on Very Good Show. <laughs> yes, that's where he's getting that's his you guys. From. You guys can be shit-faced all you want. I'm talking about me. <laughs> uh, no, so I am staying sober during this program, but Cannon and Anchor, check them out. In uh, Bristol, Rhode Island? Yeah, Bristol. Right. Uh, 12 Guns Brewing. All right. Uh, now, now I can move on with my day, for Christ's sake. <laughs> did he, right, bring, it wasn't that did he bring that up when I went to the bathroom? Uh, no. no, no, no. It wasn't a big deal. You were uh, sitting here, you... Big idiot. Okay. No, no. He bothered me while you were right next to me. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I tune him out naturally now. <laughs> uh, no. So Norman Lear, you know, for you, for you kids out there, you may not know him, but the reason um, 
you watch a lot of shows that you like today. If there's anything remotely edgy, a lot of that, I believe, is because of uh, Norman Lear. And we'll do the, the best to tear down that legacy. Because as much as Mike doesn't like him, I also included a lot of clips where I'm like, maybe this guy's not all great. <laughs> I, I don't dislike him. I just don't like him. But it is. So <laughs> So uh, if we start at the beginning with Norman Lear, he was born in uh, New Haven, Connecticut yep. in the year... 1922. <laughs> the guy's 99 fucking years old. He really is. Which is, unre- I don't think it's a real age. I didn't know you could get that old. <laughs> is he not but dead? He's not no, dead. No, he's still alive. Oh, he's 99. He, I thought he died like 10 years he ago. He was honored at the Emmys like last year. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll die after he listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. This, I, is, this is what I've become. We're really doing this episode so I can... Uh, be like, the day he dies, I'm just going to save him. Be like, we did an episode. See, we'll pay tribute to this man. Yeah. Get that trending. <laughs> Betty White's next week. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so, as uh, many All in the Family fans know, Archie, the character Archie Bunker, was loosely based on Norman Lear's father, who went to jail for selling fake bonds when Norman <laughs> was nine years old. Which is, that seems like what exactly are fake bonds? Like that just seems like something like, I could even get into if I wanted like- to. Like junk bonds, Spanish American right? War bonds. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck were they? <laughs> I don't know. The savings bonds. Yeah, I, I know. I know, Craig. I was I, just making a joke about how old he is. <laughs> I, know, I got it. I just like the idea that it's not even really anything cool. Like his dad went to jail for like insider trading. Yeah. Like <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> do, do something cool if you're gonna. Fuck it's your like uh, what's his face went to jail for tax fraud. And not murder and... Capone? Yeah. Capone. yeah. <laughs> but it is a thing that, like... I thought you were going to say OJ. I was like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, not what we all know. He didn't go to jail for playing football, no. which was almost illegal for them in the 70s, so... Actually, we'll say we'll couch the OJ talks. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to do that. Coming up plenty in a oh, couple yeah. weeks. Hey, don't yep. worry. There will be an episode. Or maybe we've already done it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, what are our... Give, give me some facts about Norman Lear to get us uh, started here, Matthew. I wanted to be a press agent, but I had a cousin who Good had facts. come out here with her. She <laughs> newly married, and she'd come out with her husband who That's wanted stupid. to be a Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Let's, let's, before we get to this clip, um, I did have a note on his real inspiration. Did I not? Um, What's the guy's name? Oh. Father uh, something Coughlin. Or Coughlin. Hang on. I Father have... Charles Charles Coughlin. I misspelled it in the notes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, okay. I was like, Col- <laughs> you were not even close. Kogel? <laughs> uh, uh, typo. Um, so, uh, everyone says that uh, you know his father was his inspiration and uh, his liberal politics were... But where his liberal politics come from, Mike, if we could crap, maybe you'll under- start to understand him more. I couldn't find great audio of this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is a gentleman that Norman Lear uh, stumbled upon on the radio back in the fucking 30s, who is known as the father of hate radio. Well, here it says, here it says the father of rate radio, he. <laughs> That's what oh, it well, says here. <laughs> again, I was typing through these fast. Look at these notes. <laughs> Look at these notes, people. It's a blind guy typing out. It's pretty good, it actually. It was impressive. Only, I, gotta, I gotta admit, it's pretty a, impressive. A couple of typos. Not, not, we don't need to focus on We don't need and, to dwell on it. And just like everything he I'm sees, not. it's only an outline. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, so... When Norman Lear was a kid, I think also when he was nine years old, when his mm-hmm. uh, when his dad went to jail, Norman, looking for a father figure, was scrolling through the radio, 
And because it's the 1930s. Because it was 1931. Yeah. I couldn't find find great audio of the guy. There's audio of him on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it is heavy on the Jews. But I I couldn't find a lot of great hate speech. But everything I found... You can tell he, you can tell he's heading there. So you know, if you want to look up Father Coughlin, uh, uh, Father Charles Coughlin, is it on YouTube? Is it? Is there any chance it's Coughlin? No, it's Coughlin. Okay. I've heard people. So, it's spelled Coughlin. Okay. So but, yeah. no one, no one in the 30s was kind to Jews. They really <laughs> were not. Saying. But I just <laughs> like the nickname. Of their time. Well, I like the nickname the Father of Hate Radio. The Father of Hate Radio. <laughs> Where I think of it as. You know, maybe in 1930 they didn't quite have this down pat, but I just like to think of one of the uh, stereotypical rate like he's the father of hate radio. <laughs> the Jews don't stand a chance. Oh my god! <laughs> Get to the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, we're gonna tell you why Hitler's doing a good job coming up after the break. But first, we've got traffic. Let's make sure that we can't isolate that audio. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing left in this world that's pure is sports. <laughs> <laughs> we take you to Slappy White, our sportsman. Jesse who? <laughs> yeah, Tom McGonigal, the AL MVP. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy... Favorites in great physical shape. <laughs> this guy... This guy was... There's a lot of conspiracy theories when you go to Father Coughlin. He's an interesting character. Oh, sure. If this was a uh, preacher, he'd be in episode one of our uh, preacher uh, show that we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> he is an interesting guy. But yeah, um, fa- were there any other notes I had about uh, the great Father Coughlin? Uh, <laughs> Where, no. This is uh, what he inspired, by, uh, or uh, uh, what inspired Norman Lear's uh, The Path He Went Down to liberalism which i guess i can understand like if you grow up you're nine years old you hear a guy ranting about the jews and you yeah. are jewish i guess i'll rebel against this asshole <laughs> you're like oh well, why doesn't he like me <laughs> oftentimes kids don't like their parents politics the father of hate radio. after well, uh after traffic politics. and sports what's your father do uh hate radio yeah <laughs> but he was also father Coughlin. this is just gonna be a father Coughlin podcast yeah he was, he was also in the pocket of roosevelt the guy's pretty interesting <laughs> Which My, Roosevelt? Uh, Franklin D. I was going to say, this is a really long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what do we got next about uh, the great Norman Lear? Is this where... Uh, so, as we'll find, uh, we'll talk about Rodney today as we're recording too, Rodney Dangerfield. And uh, as I think we'll find about a lot of these older guys, is that it's weird to think now, like imagine if fucking, you know, Larry David, while Seinfeld was on, or even, you know... While well, while SNL while he was doing SNL, let's say like right before Seinfeld, he's also selling you insurance door to door. But that's what a lot of these guys did. Uh, so this is how uh, Norman Lear got started in uh, in his in his writing career. I wanted to be a press agent, but I had a cousin who had come out here with her. she newly married, and she'd come out with her husband who wanted to be a comedy writer. His name was Ed Simmons. My wife and my cousin became good friends. They saw a lot of each other. We, the two guys, saw a lot of each other. And one evening, the women went to, uh, for a dime, I think, went to see a movie. Ed said he had an idea for something he wanted to write. And we wrote it. I helped him. We wrote it that night. The girls came home around 10.30, and I said, Let's go out and see if we can sell it. There are clubs over there, and we're in those days, a lot of clubs. 
There was one near us, as a matter of fact. We went to it, called I, the Bar of Music, and sold the piece for 40 bucks within 20 minutes. So we started to write together. Mm -hmm. Got a little office, $6 a month, and we, we sold door to door during the day and, uh, and uh, wrote <laughs> and guy. in the evenings. It's so, that, that I, my takeaway is two things from that clip is a how wild that is that a guy like Norman Lear while he was writing uh -huh. and really I mean yeah. conceivably writing things like all in the family he's also uh, at your door selling you shit yeah but also like for a guy that created uh, a lot if you were alive in the 70s and 80s most of the television that you watched not even just like most of the television you watched whether you liked it or not. To be that boring a speaker is fascinating to me. I, I didn't like the quirky, like, Pixar behind-the-scenes, yeah, no, how-it's-animated music. I hated that, too, yeah. <laughs> but it is, like, Norman Lear, and I guess this is the maybe the difference between writers versus performers, like comedians or whatever, yeah. but he is, like, boring. As I've gone through clips of this guy to prepare for this episode, and he's a boring-as-fuck speaker. Yeah. Oh. Like, to have done as much as he's done Now we're talking. Life. Now we're talking, right, Mikey? <laughs> yeah. Let's trash this motherfucker. <laughs> By the end, like, fuck this guy. It's not a great order, like some other tiny mustachioed men I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Father Coughlin wasn't all wrong, as they say. Yeah. He, was, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Norman Lear, you know that, that saying, uh, this person was ahead of his time. Judging by Norman Lear and what he got away with, he was right on his time. He was right on right his on, time. He, he was, was right dead where he on. to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he was, I mean, he grew up in his house, he, in a house with this guy that is evidently sort of like an Archie Bunker light <laughs> type of character. So I can see why that drives you to be a liberal. Like if you're growing up in that time, that would, that would almost be what you have to be to not be racist in the fucking thirties is to grow up around a guy where you're like, all right, man, we got it. <laughs> yeah, they're ruining your property value. I get it. Jesus Christ. Back then, the non-racists would say things now that would get you canceled, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we'll I mean, we'll get to that with Norman Absolutely. Lear. Absolutely. Yeah. We will get to that, because uh, yeah. that, that comes up in Norman's career. But um, what yeah. uh, in my notes, Matt, what do I... I know that he, him and uh, Ed Simmons wrote for... Was it Martin and Lewis before they started with... Mm. Uh, before they got into... Actually writing their own shit. Started writing for Martin and Lewis in 1950. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he had some success as a writer, but then, uh, well, actually, I don't want to get ahead of myself. What do I have in my notes here? What's next? Uh, Lear shot uh, two failed pilots two for failed ABC. Pilots. Yeah. Okay. So that is where I was going. Um, so yeah, you can actually watch this on YouTube. I don't know if it hmm. really uh, translates to an audio podcast, no so I, I didn't have it. Yeah, but you can watch on YouTube. Uh, I think both of the pilots that he shot, and one of them is not in front of a live studio audience. Um, they're both uh, uh, Carol O'Connor and uh, Gene Stapleton are in both. Oh, no they're shit. Archie and Edith for both. Yeah, but there are different uh, Gloria and Meathead are different <laughs> actors, and I mean part of that's got to be it's wild that there's a guy out there like watching. All in the family last nine oh, yeah. seasons and just go, oh, motherfucker. He's, he's hanging out with Pete Best. <laughs> yeah, right. And the first drummer from Green Day. <laughs> yeah. I compare, we did, we, uh, we on, by the way, 
I didn't do this at all in the first episode. <laughs> on <laughs> patreon.com slash blind mic. We uh, oh yeah. Where you can get these episodes early, by the way, if you want. <laughs> we didn't plug any of our shows. Check out very no. good show. <laughs> I didn't do any nobody's. of that. You plugged my nobody's. show. But we did we did yeah, we plug. did, we did his. We vaulted podcast. You plugged that one. That's true. Uh yeah. Pawtucket, Rhode Island. But no. Um as we said, we did uh, an episode of a show called um, Heil, Honey, I'm Home, oh, about an was, actor called Adolf Hitler. It was the best. <laughs> I mean, oh. an actor, the actor that played Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And we said, like, that guy had to be thinking, like, hey, I'm about to take off. Even worse than that. <laughs> How? Why would he think that? Guess what? Hey, it's going to be a transcendent comedy. Hey, people are going to get this, he thought. <laughs> what year would you think that that show aired? Like, 95. Holy yeah, fuck, you're correct. He killed it. I was thinking <laughs> oh, it was really? the 70s. Oh, no. Did, no, that sounds it like something... It was probably more sensitive in the 70s when you think about it. Yeah, yeah that's that true. sounds like something that, like, a guy who's like, oh, I got big balls, I'll make this show. Like, that's... It, well, it like. it coaching hit. tree, I would have to say that that guy is on the Norman Lear coach. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wrote Heil, Honey, I'm Home was inspired by Norman Lear. Oh, yeah. Topical. It's, it's topical. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's about, you know, 40 years off. <laughs> uh, so it's, the show is uh, Adolf Hitler living in an yeah. apartment building next to a Jewish couple. But it's British. Right? All right. All right. Let's not do this. That's it's a British show, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you they can watch that on patreon.com. They have different standards. <laughs> um, so, like I said, two pilots did not get picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them dismissed, or I think both were dismissed by ABC. So ABC turned down twice. You say they dismissed something else. The chance to have uh, <laughs> All in the Family, which were under the titles. I have it in my notes there. I forget the other two working titles. One is... Uh, uh, Justice those, for All and Those Were the Days. Justice for All doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't. Those just, were the days. Obviously, makes perfect sense, right, especially with the just, theme song. Of, justice for a couple. Justice yeah. for all feels like a weird. That's something like a drama about a yeah. lawyer. I would think yeah. not. It would not make sense. So I'm glad uh, Norman Lear smartened up by his third try. <laughs> Imagine if that's all they want. They're like, Norman, the title doesn't make any fucking sense. Keep, well, those those were the here. days. I mean, that was that. That's the theme song to All in the Family, right? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Um, you hit the nail on the head. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't think that was going to get that reaction. <laughs> wow. But, <laughs> <laughs> really brought down the mood. My apologies, <laughs> fellas. I haven't enjoyed your attitude since we started this episode. <laughs> so by his third try, when he added uh, Sally Struthers and uh, Rob Reiner oh, to the yeah. cast, um, CBS finally picked it up. But under the guy, like you know, obviously the reason uh, that ABC turned it down twice was uh, they thought it would be too edgy. And uh, oh, you know who else? <laughs> you know who else thought America wasn't ready for this show? was Norman Lear's first choice to play Archie Bunker. Oh yeah. Mr. Mickey Rooney. I had not heard I don't know if that's a commonly known fact. I had never heard that before. I never heard that. would have been so weird. It would have been so much different. I guess I can been completely different. see it. But just like the voice would have been so much different, everything about it. Uh, he's Mickey Rooney's like a really tiny guy, isn't he? So uh, is Archie Bunker. And, well, is he? but like but Mickey Rooney's like isn't he like Five foot, like two or something. Is he? I don't really know. Yeah, Carol. Dude. Carol Connor's a big guy. Yeah, Carol Connor's like a big guy. He's got a big booming like guy voice. Yeah, you know. There's an episode. Mickey where... Rooney's like a little tiny. Like, oh hey, guys, there's an episode on? of the Mickey version where uh, yeah. Edith roughs him up or something. <laughs> 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 He's just a cuck. Where, no, where, where he gets raped. <laughs> 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 now that would be interesting for those times. And you know what? He's Another playing thing you can see on <laughs> patreon.com slash blind mic. Damn right, we watched that episode. <laughs> He's playing sad piano by himself. <laughs> uh, so, the only way CBS would allow All in the Family on, on the air was by playing this disclaimer uh, beforehand. Warning. 
The program you are about to see is all in the family. It seeks to throw a humorous spotlight on our frailties, prejudices, and concerns. By making them a source of laughter, we hope to show, in a mature fashion, just how absurd they are. So, you know, that, this was a God. big this was a big deal. I guess Norman Lear really fought this. Well, yeah. um, which it's, you know, it's very condescending to the American public. Like, the idea that uh, we couldn't conceive what this show is about. But, in hindsight, like... Well, I wish we would just do that now. Now, I was just yeah. going to say just, that. Let's just do that. Let's put a disclaimer in front I, of everything and be like, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Hey, this was made bo- whatever year it was made, so you know, like it right. was yeah. pre Megan Kelly interview about blackface. So this is it's always sunny episode. <laughs> so, <to stay>. so, <laughs> you know? uh, Disney Plus has been doing this with some of their old like some of the old movies like yeah. um, HBO Two, I think, like the Siamese. It doesn't, it doesn't scene take in, away like, from Lady the Tramp. No, yeah. I would nothing. so much rather this because I wouldn't even if you ju- if you don't have the voice if mm-hmm. you just put it up on the screen I'll never know what happened. <laughs> yeah, like this. <laughs> uh, this is taking a while to start. <laughs> <laughs> like that wouldn't be condescending. Now that would just be like, hey, asshole. Well, like calm it w- down. It would be. Like, it is ah. condescending to be like, none of us, under- but the fact is, none of us understand no, but, it's a joke. But so. like, if you, I feel like if you have the ability to, like, explain your intentions now, mm-hmm. like, you can at least, like, head off some of the cancel bullshit. Yeah. So the main reason I wanted to uh, do Norman Lear in one of these early episodes is because it was fascinating to me mm-hmm. to watch. He was honored at the Emmys, uh, a, well, not this past one, but blows my mind. A by year, a bunch a of year hypocrites. Ago. Um, because <laughs> you're you're right. Well, that's, exa- oh, that's, absolutely. that's that's exactly what I'm going to say. Where they're like, boy, Norman Lear broke down barriers. He was a trailblazer. Just and so then, we could build them up with different. Thirty material. years later, we come with brush and fucking <laughs> leaves and sticks and and said, hey, let's build that path back up. Yeah. So it's a real disastrous mess yeah. that no one can wade through. Yeah. Let's build that. Let's build that wall back up again. Did he get booed when he came on stage? <laughs> well, again, like when you, when you see a guy like uh, Rickles die, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, what a heartbreak. It's like, no, no, yeah. no. You would be trying to shut him down now. You'd be yeah. outside his shows. Mm-hmm. You'd yeah. be calling venues. You'd be getting kicked off movie sets. Yep. You would not like Don Rickles. And Norman Lear is your fucking champion. Well, it just <laughs> Norman Lear, like the you whole would, industry is. Norman Lear, like these people at the Emmys, might consider a little far left. <laughs> you know, like he's a he's a radical like left guy, left leaning yeah. guy. And him, if he existed now, they would have absolutely shut him down. It wouldn't be a censor in front yeah. of all in the family. It wouldn't exist. Yep, exactly. Because that that was liberalism back in the day. They would they would make the use the material to make the absurd point. Yeah. Instead of like mm-hmm. just hiding it away. It's like, no, look at this asshole. Oh, He's yeah. an asshole. Isn't he an asshole? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you We're get a dickhead. Yeah. When you talk about uh influences spawned from Norman Lear, as we do our uh Miller Boyette. Coach, coaching tree. As we do the uh, Cannon and Anchor coaching tree. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, that could be you. Sponsored by Cannon and Anchor. Um, I mean, some of the... Well, we'll get to why South Park is obviously influenced oh, by him in a bit. Uh, but I Because mean, like, of Sally Struthers? <laughs> so, well, that's part of it. Uh, no, but the social commentary that they do, obviously. Um, I would say even like Tina Fey is pretty influenced by Norman Lear. When you consider things like... Um, you know, there's like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Even though the star of the show is a Grand Wizard in the Clan, the character is very uh, the character is very woke, obviously. And the entire cast, <laughs> like uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, is a show 
where there's not one redeeming white male character. But, yeah. like, until I point that out to you, you wouldn't really notice that. You know what I mean? It's not like they're shoving diversity down your throat. It's just a show about women and a few black people and gay people and shit like that, where it's not like it's diverse, but it's not pandering to you. And it's not saying, hey, look at how fucking diverse we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, yep. Tina Fey, what are you giggling about? Just, you know, a few blacks. <laughs> I know. It's just a funny line. You know, Did I say I, that? Yeah. I, I love that you like, they're not th shoving it down your throat, and then you mention gay people. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. We don't have to get crass with this. Uh, my apologies. How dare you? My <laughs> fake apologies. Don't mean it. <laughs> As Norm Macdonald would say, he always has to work blue, this guy. <laughs> um, so, like, those would be, and, and Larry David, definitely an influence, where he kind of wrote the, you know, Costanza you could compare to uh, Archie Bunker in a way, or even Larry David on Curb, a lot of people compare to Archie Bunker. But the thing I noticed, like, huh. thinking about Norman Lear's influences was really, I mean, you could say guys like David Chase and Vince Gilligan were heavily influenced by Norman Lear. When you consider that hmm. Archie Bunker was like the first anti-hero in a way, yeah. where the idea is, if you examine Archie Bunker for five seconds, you realize this guy's kind of a bag of shit. <laughs> you know, he's a racist, he's sexist, he's homophobic. He's got a heart of gold. Huh. He's <laughs> but, but there's a charm to him and a an understanding of his plight you know what I mean? Like where he is an average hardworking guy where you can see how he got some of the views that he has and you're kind of rooting for him in some certain situations, whereas that's what the anti-hero is. Now that's every show where yeah. it's fucking Don Draper, Walter White, Tony Soprano. Uh, that's all people make now is anti-hero shows. And I would say that stems from what Norman Lear did with guys like Archie Bunker. Uh, I guess. I mean, but you could go back to like Catcher in the Rye and shit for that stuff too. But yeah, you're right. Is yeah. That, is that a TV show or a book? <laughs> That's a good point. It's still Frank. a piece of media. <laughs> yeah, but as far yeah, as far as uh, uh, you know, Jeez. film go. <laughs> uh, you uncultured no. swine. But, but the book. But it's an art form yeah. that is gone now. Where like, I mean, maybe in cartoons you could do it because you look at uh, Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin, Cartman, yeah. all obviously Archie Bunker esque, or at least inspired right. by Archie Bunker in some way. Absolutely. But outside of cartoons, especially Cartman. And even uh, BoJack Horseman, I would even put in there. But like outside of cartoons, I that. Uh, it's a good show, especially if you're a depressed asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Matt loves it. It's a good show to As slit your wrists As too. Do I. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, in a way, it'll make you think like I should just do it. <laughs> this guy's he's making a lot of good points. I want to. I gotta, I gotta have to watch that show just so I know what it's like. It is. Great. Wait, how many seasons are there? Five, I think. So he's he's not successful at committing suicide. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't believe so. All right. That'd be great if the end of Sorry. each episode was like South Park and he just kills himself. It should just be <laughs> and he comes back the next. If it was that, it should just be one episode. Right. Or but, one half an episode and then a funeral. <laughs> but outside of cartoons, my point is, you can't do the shit that Norman Lear was doing. Oh, no. Where, Always sunny, that's it. Yeah. It's the only place. Yeah. And, like... To think of that, no one, no one acknowledges the idea. Even Sonny doesn't do that shit now. As I mean, they do it, but like, people aren't watching as much. So I think yeah. they can get away with it. You know, you know, you know who uh, did it was fucking Louis, for sure. The episode with the the bowl of nuts. Yeah, Rob, what, what happened to that guy? Oh, I wonder. We have to do an episode <laughs> on that. Is it Mac McElhaney, right? Rob McElhaney? Yeah, uh, yeah. He tweeted out yesterday. 
Um, someone just came up to me and said they don't know who in my TV shows are the good guys and the bad guys. No I've one. Never been more happy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know what? The more yeah. you think about it, you're right. Is that always sunny? Is that sort of thing yeah. too? Where like they are kind of. I mean, they're not kind of. They're bags they're, of shit. They're bad people. You are, you're rooting for them. <laughs> but you like, know? but there. He said the they have a uh, a sign that hangs up in the main student in the writers room, and it says no hugging and no learning. Right. That's the whole theme of the show. <laughs> like right. they're all garbage. <laughs> and and you know to to the maybe the the point that CBS was making by putting that disclaimer up mm-hmm. like now I think Norman Lear gets that a lot where people like there are people that think Archie Bunker was like a great guy <laughs> like I want to be our, and it's like oh you know what maybe people are too stupid yeah. to figure shit out on their own sometimes yeah um, before we get to Eric Monty Matt is there anything in my notes. Timeline wise, before we get there, that was the last pre clip note. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we, we, bye, Lewis. Thanks, see, Lewis. See, Chef Lewis is the man. He brought, yeah, brought he us is. food today. He's the man. Great guy. The great gearhead. Cannolis. Yeah. Uh, can't wait oh, for those. Yeah, I'm excited I can't for, those. Wait for those. Fat boys will be eating today. There's, yeah. there's literally enough cannolis for each of us to have like seven. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. I was like a whole bunch of like shaved prime rib sandwiches with like uh, yeah. horseradish aioli. Not only did he make us oh. food, he made us very expensive. Yeah, food. really good food. Guys, there's going to be a Chef Lewis episode in a few weeks. Don't worry. He hand rolled, <laughs> we'll get to him. Hand rolled sushi. <laughs> like, who, who the fuck are we? <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to be like, I don't even really eat that. What'd you bring that for? No. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a great man. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Oh. Um, so this episode is going to be way longer than it ah, should be. <laughs> so shut up. Uh, so Norman Lear, other than all in the family, obviously created uh, Sanford and Son, um, uh, The Jeffersons, Good Times, uh, a lot of these. Sh- I mean, ten million shows. Yeah. But the reason I list a few of those is because they spotlight what black life was like in that time, and they tackled issues that no one. No one, frankly, no one gave a fuck to tackle in the 1970s yeah. and wasn't being done on TV. And uh, a lot of Norman Lear's legacy is based around, mm-hmm. hey, this guy was so liberal and so in touch with uh, minorities and the, and the oppressed um, that he was able to shine a spotlight on them. However, Give them a voice. However, there's a guy named Eric Monty who wrote, you probably have not heard his name, I didn't until looking this up, mm-hmm. um, where uh, Eric Monty created um, George and Louise Jefferson. Um, he wrote on Sanford and Son, I believe, and was the creator of Good Times. And uh, he had this to say about Norman Lear. Uh-oh. <laughs> Norman Lear is a racist... A hypocrite, a thief, and a liar. <laughs> okay. Now the LA Times would print that, shit. but I, I'll say it emphatically <laughs> that that's what he is. He's a racist, a hypocrite, he's a thief, and he's a liar. Wow. So, so what inspired Eric Monty to be so angry? Well, like I said, <laughs> tell us how you really feel. He, he created uh, George and Louise Jefferson. He created. He wrote on All in the Family and created those characters, and was able to kind of give them, like, as at least from Eric Monty's side and uh, a few other people, um, he felt that like why not write George Jefferson as a uh, a well-to-do black guy. Like, America had never seen that on television. Mm -hmm. Why not, instead of having these guys, like, down on their luck and telling the plight of 
the African-American family, why not do it from the perspective of a guy who's made it? Yeah. And that's what George Jefferson was. <clears throat> so uh, Norman Lear did not come up with that character. Uh, <laughs> San- Sanford and Son, Sanford and Son, like All in the Family, uh, was based on a British sitcom. Right. So basically all Norman Lear did is say, well, let's change it from a white family to a black family. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that, those characters, in a way, already ex- obviously Norman Lear put his twist on it and everything, and that already exists. And Eric Monty was co-creator, but I imagine heavily involved in the creation yeah. of Good Times. But uh, here's what happened on Good Times to lead Eric Monty to call Norman Lear a racist, a hypocrite, and a liar, and a thief, and a thief. Yeah. While making Good Times. Monty said that the show's plots were laced with stereotypical images and dialogue written by white writers who didn't understand black life. All the white writers wanted stereotypes. I refused. Every week we'd argue and fight. They would ignore what I suggested and take all that Yeza boss stuff to the cast. And John Amos and Esther Roll would have a fit. Monty would then give the cast what he wrote. And when the cast accepted, Norman Lear reluctantly filmed it. After the first season... Monty was demoted after doing 80% of the rewrites while the white writers were promoted. Monty claims he was demoted because he would always side with the cast when they objected to the stereotypical scripts that the white writers came up with. So Eric Monty was demoted on his show because he sided with the the black cast who was telling uh, Norman Lear that some of this shit was offensive or racist or, or, or just not informed. Um, does it have a quote there, actually, Matt? I forget if I included a quote that Norman Lear said about Eric Monty. Hmm. I don't know if I have that in my notes or not. But essentially, he wrote Eric Monty off as a guy that was uh, difficult to work with. And, you know, there are two sides to every story. And Eric Monty, in the years after Good Times, uh, had trouble getting shit on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, he developed a drug problem. Uh-huh. He was homeless for a little while. And uh, I believe now... You can tell by his teeth. I was going to well, say, his teeth look like he exclusively eats stop signs. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there are a couple sides to this. You can say, maybe Eric Monty was always crazy. Maybe Norman Lear kind of threw him a bone by giving him the creator mm-hmm. credit on good times. Um, or maybe he started to lose it around that time, and uh, they couldn't put it up with the guy anymore. But if you look into the history of this, um, Eric Monty would sell scripts... And Norman Lear, would, Norman Lear's production company, would buy them to take them over, and fuck Eric Monty over and push him uh. out of the project. So was Eric Monty a difficult guy to work with, or was Norman Lear maybe about you know spreading the message of uh, the oppressed at that time, but didn't necessarily, necessarily uh, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Reap what he sowed, practice what he preached. Yeah, I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, where here's this guy. Who created this shit and didn't get as much credit for it as Norman Lear? You ever heard of Eric Monty's name before this? Nope. Neither have I. <laughs> so that I mean, looking at Eric Monty, like I said, there's two sides of the story. Uh, Norman Lear said he was difficult to work with, and uh, what I feel is a very telling sign of a guy who doesn't want to talk about a subject is Norman Lear. I wish I wrote down the quote. I'm sorry I didn't, but um, Norman Lear said something to the effect of, uh, "I don't want to get into all that." When someone brought up Eric, he goes, "Let's just let's just say." He's a troubled guy, you know. I hope he, I hope all the best for him. That sort of thing. It's like stern with Artie. That feels to me uh, like a guy who doesn't want to talk about a subject. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, you know, 
does uh, uh, does Norman Lear deserve all the credit he got for for being this uh, champion of you know black life in America? I guess is the question. Huh. Mike, what do you think? I mean, I guess yes, because right. I mean he was the I mean he used his platform to, to get the message to get the message out there regardless right. of what happened behind the scenes I mean, yeah that's where i he, i would he agree. also did hire uh what's the phrasing that's appropriate <laughs> actors like, that didn't wouldn't have, say? actors that wouldn't have starred in a sitcom otherwise yeah, yeah. or like uh like black writers and stuff like that yeah, yeah clearly I mean, kicked <laughs> him out of jobs yeah well i mean when they start going behind his back and like fucking with the script if yeah, I don't yeah. agree with probably well, half of the shit it said, but well, so here's the still. here's the interesting thing: the complaints that the actors had that Eric Monte agreed with were, for example, you're familiar with the character J.J. Uh, Walker. Yes. If you don't know Good Times, you'll you'll still know this guy. J.J. Yep. Uh, Walker is the guy who would slide in and say, "Dino my, Dino my." <laughs> so that became, and there's a funny clip somewhere where uh, I forget <laughs> if it was John Amos or Eric Monte. Saying, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about issues rather than having a guy slide in with a chicken on his head <laughs> saying dynamite. <laughs> but that's kind of what the show began, became. And uh, Norman yeah. Lear kind of tosses it away by saying, um, you know, I, did, I don't think I wrote the show around the catchphrase, but I knew the audience liked that. And, you know. Became part of it. So it became. And I think in that respect, he was compromised. By saying, because uh, John Amos and uh, uh, some of the other cast members would complain, like, you have this caricature becoming yeah. the star of the show. Yeah, that's fair. You know? And I don't even necessarily, like, I don't know that a black guy having that catchphrase is racist per se. Like, I don't people. Know it's racist. I don't think it was because you could compare it, it to fucking Joey on Blossom. It's the same shit. Yeah. Where a sitcom character just has a wacky catchphrase. But it is a thing mm. where Norman Lear compromised that. Instead of making the episodes a little more serious and and message, that's fair. I mean, but like you can see, like Good Times is a precur is a great precursor to like Family Matters, like that stuff. Yeah, and that what show. Would we do was, with a, what would we do without Urkel? <laughs> well, I, but but even surrounding Urkel, like Urkel wasn't just a caricature or anything. Like he's a he was like a super smart yeah. black nerd guy. Yeah, did I do and that? Like, Still resonates with us today. Hey, but he was, he was also just, Stefan, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was just he was just a he was just a clumsy guy. Right. But like the rest of the the characters around him were like they were like real people. And Stefan was def you know? definitely them throwing him a bone and be like oh, this guy's not getting laid. Let's oh, let it clear. Yeah. Let's show must clearly. I, guys, this <laughs> is ruining my career. Yeah. <laughs> people are but, making me say did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere oh, I go. And he, he wears his imagine? pants up to his nipples. <laughs> they still say that. Bring, oh, all the time. To bring it back to good times, by the mm -hmm. way, I guess J.J. Walker does stand up, and uh, uh, or did or, or did, did stand up. I think he probably does. And like was a miserable guy because people <laughs> were trying to make him say dynamite all the time. <laughs> and he was like, "Go oh, fuck yourselves." He should have done a uh, he should have done a special where he wasn't funny for four hours. That's why, that's why Gary <laughs> Coleman killed himself. One, oh, oh well, yeah. He didn't kill himself. Uh, Gary Coleman didn't kill himself. <laughs> he just died. Wait, did I was I, about to agree with you. I was like, <laughs> yeah, wait, I guess. Who was the kid? Was Gary Coleman Webster? No, no, no. no. What Gary you talking about? No, this is a racist. No, oh, no, no, no. Because there's. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Gary Coleman was. Uh, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah, because didn't the, the dude who played Webster didn't he kill himself? That I don't know. But Gary, Gary Coleman, did, Gary not Coleman did not kill no, himself. No, no. But I think this is not a Jeffrey Epstein issue. We know he didn't kill himself. I know, guys. We're, we're not we're not standing up for Gary Coleman. He definitely didn't kill himself. In fact, I think Gary Coleman was pushed down the stairs by his wife. But we're, we'll get to that another day in the Gary Coleman episode. <laughs> Pat Oswald killed Gary Coleman. I don't know why you're slandering he, Pat Oswald. I was talking about I, hate him. 
I hate him the same reason he hates Norman Lear. Emmanuel <laughs> Lewis, by the way, and he's not even dead. <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis. Yes, yeah, you're right. That's Webster. So he didn't kill him. He's not even dead. Nope. Well, hey, here's to hoping. Huh? <laughs> oh, my um, God. So- <laughs> oh, this segment makes me sound terrible. So... So just the whole episode. I would say to wrap up the uh, is Norman Lear racist segment. Yes, clearly. <laughs> uh, no, I think Norman Remains Lear, <laughs> like a lot of guys uh, that get canceled now, where we look back five, ten, twenty years later, uh, in this time, I think Norman Lear was just a shrewd business guy. Where I don't think him pushing Eric Monty out necessarily had anything to do with race. It may mm. have to do with not understanding his culture or point of view or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I believe it's just Norman Lear was a pretty shrewd businessman at the time. And that, you know. It was uh, a zero-sum game for him. That that erased his politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that overcame his politics. <laughs> overcame. Um, what, uh, uh, what's next in my notes there, Matthew? Talking about CBS cutting the uh, sex joke. Oh, yeah. So this is, a, this is a good example of the type of shit that Norman Lear was fighting against. And... Um, Again, influences I'll bring up. Um, not influences, but because of Norman Lear, you're able to have Howard Stern or you're able to have um, whatever ridiculous shit we had in the dice, whatever shit we had in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. where it went to a point of like just shock jockery and offensiveness. That's because guys like Norman Lear were doing this shit in the 60s softened, and 70s. Softened us up. <laughs> well, this is an example of something uh, that was not allowed on television in 1971 or whenever All in the Family premiered. Oh, I, sh- I guess I should preface it with um, uh, this is an episode of All in the Family where uh, Archie and Edith are out at a church and they end up coming home early and they come home to um, uh, Meathead and Gloria getting a little frisky. The door opens and Archie needed to come in early because Archie disliked the preacher and the sermon. Mm-hmm. And so they come in bellowing at each other. The kids hear them and start to come down the stairs and Archie guesses what was happening. And he says, 11.10 of a Sunday morning. And they want that out. Well, that battle continued to within a half hour of the shows going on the air in the East. Yeah. And they insisted on taking it out. Huh. They wanted the reference. There was no so, sex in it, but there was. So the, what they wanted out, by the way, if Archie was coming home early because of a preacher, it certainly wasn't Father Coughlin. He would have agreed heavily <laughs> with that guy. But <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I, I love this guy. <laughs> but uh, so the, if you didn't really understand that, the idea is that Archie just knows what they're doing. Well, she's he's, he's acknowledging Gloria's, that they're about they they wanted to have sex. Well, Gloria's buttoning her top back up. Right. And Archie acknowledges it. What CBS wanted out was the acknowledgement of sex. All they wanted out was 11.10 on a Sunday morning. (laughs) That's what they wanted out. So if you like people saying uh, cocksucker on HBO, then you should thank Norman Lear. (laughs) As much as the guy's a fucking racist and a thief, (laughs) we got to thank this guy for opening doors. And a lefty lunatic, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, but for real, like, those are the battles they were fighting. And then I think... Part of the reason we're at where we are now is because in the 80s and 90s, it went to such an extreme where, you know, Dice is saying, uh, Mm -hmm. suck suck up my goo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like shit like that where there's uh, semen references left and right on radio (laughs) and television. Uh, I think that is why 
where where uh, uh, where we are now because it was kind of an overcorrection yeah. to what Norman Lear opened the doors for in a way. Cameron Diaz's hairdo. Right. That's because of Norman Lear. <laughs> because of Norman Lear. <laughs> really, all that shit. So Norman Lear had as many as nine sitcoms on the air at once. At once. So That's at a point, insane. at a point in the seventies, I believe. What's his net worth? Gotta be. Crazy. I was just gonna oh, say he must be worth so um, much money. <laughs> It's over five hundred million, I think, for sure. I'll look it up because uh, yeah, Larry David up. and Seinfeld are like eight hundred million. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's because they sold the syndication rights of that one show. At, right. Whereas when Norman Lear was cooking, a lot of that shit didn't even exist. Yeah. Oh, dude, Seinfeld oh, just did the same thing. All right, not Seinfeld. Take, take a guess. I said five hundred million. Um, Less. Oh, oh no shit! Wow. Two hundred and seventy-five million. Three ten. Two hundred. Two hundred? Wow. That so, can't be right. Well, I'll tell you wow. why it is. They didn't they had no foresight in the seventies yeah. of DVD sales. Yeah. Uh streaming. Reruns wasn't really a thing. Like well reruns well, rerun was in one of his shows, wasn't it? <laughs> Can yes. you believe well, he invented rerun? We, we just poo-pooed two hundred million dollars. I know, I know. <laughs> well, but like when you Trump look at guys change. but like the guys from South Park just sold the rights to the next 900 million or whatever like 900 million yeah. to well also like 16 movies too so but, because but still i'll tell you the reason it's that be, the reason uh, uh norman lear credits the success of all in the family to um they were a, a mid-season pickup oh so yeah. the first episode of all in the family was january yep so it only ran for 13 episodes or whatever it was season one that's amazing and, that that's half a season back then <laughs> yeah and it was uh it was bad ratings or not bad ratings but it wasn't crazy ratings mm-hmm. But then they got some uh, respect at the Emmys, but also they said that, um, so if you were watching, I can't think of a sitcom that ran in 71 against All in the Family, but pick your 70s sitcom. Um, that that show that you watched from September to May, when that ended, All in the Family started in reruns. Uh-huh. So you could watch from episode one throughout the summer, All in the Family. Oh, and that's yeah. when people started to say, uh, oh, holy shit, I like this show. But the downside of that, long term, was that if you missed an episode of the show, hopefully you'd see it in the summer. Yeah. Whereas now, uh, in a way, every time you see Seinfeld, Larry David's getting paid for it. I mean, I think they sold their syndication rights, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, I, no, I think right. the problem was lack of diversity myself. In what, in what <laughs> way? <laughs> All the family is all whites. You are right. Well, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. They got a good. They got a spinoff that proves you wrong. <laughs> I mean, they weren't. Very, they very weren't. Good point. They weren't every episode characters, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so by the way, um, the guy that plays, fuck. Why am I thinking of uh, the Jefferson son's name? Uh, Starts with an L. Matt. God damn it! I can't remember. Larry. But that was uh, Mike Evans is his real name, and that was uh, oh. Eric Monty's writing partner. Terrific wide receiver. Oh. So for proof that they uh, came up with the characters, one of them was the character. <laughs> Lionel. Lionel, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what, uh, how are we for uh, time on this episode, Matt? About uh, 45 minutes, uh, 47 minutes. Right. Really? Okay, perfect. Nice. Oh, shit. We, got, well, we, um, we, we, get, we did a lot of bullshit at the beginning. We, well, we can start to wrap up normally. <laughs> I, I think we got the gist of his career, but I want to get through a few facts first if we uh, could. Yeah, well, this uh, this the clip about the 24-hour programming that he talks about, yeah. how it's bad for TV. Yes. Listen to that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a bril- not a brilliant take. Uh, I think 
fairly common take at this point. But when Norman Lear said it, it was it was true. Is he talking about I guess, the? I guess the that uh, Trump's my ahead of his time. Is he talking about yeah. the news or is he? He's talking, talking about, about the news and just in general uh, the idea of all these the amount of television stations we have and everything. Yeah, I really loved hearing the national anthem and seeing a well, black and white picture of an Indian's his, head on the TV for twelve hours. Listen to his explanation. <laughs> I I don't think I think what's dangerous is twenty four hours a day, three hundred and thirty five channels or whatever the hell there is. Mm -hmm. uh, too much is too much. Why is that dangerous? Uh, it, because uh, people have other things to do. And if, the, if, if there was a sense of, a better sense of responsibility in the uh, various uh, leadership positions in our country, about? things would be not as grotesquely overdone as they are now. I get what he's saying. We, I think no, he's full a, of shit. <laughs> That's bullshit. He's a fucking idiot. I get what he's saying. I don't. There is. Please explain it to me. <laughs> there is. There is a, 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 a fucking avalanche of content coming at us now. Okay. Where to the point where we don't get other things done. Like and the news now is. Have some you hear, self control. You hear what fucking Joe Rogan said on his Did podcast. You You're absolutely <laughs> right. But as we pointed out with that disclaimer. We don't have self-control. Like, maybe we okay. are fucking morons. Then, <laughs> then that's the way shit goes now. Yeah, but, I no, guess that's, so. That's, some, that's fucking bullshit. Well, that's 20, where you 24-hour news is a problem. Absolutely. Because they have to create news for content. The reason... The reason Bingo, okay. which is your least... like You, you rail against the most. Yeah. yeah, but just don't be fucking stupid. Re look at it and figure it out for yourself. All right, well, judging by yeah, the amount okay, of people yes. that bite into it, though. Uh, okay, yes. I, uh, That's maybe. not anyone's problem except Dude, theirs. You, you, <laughs> it shouldn't be government mandated that there are no television stations. But at a certain point, we as a people... <laughs> he has to clarify <laughs> that with you. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, we as a people should say... This is very bad for us. How do you do that? I don't know. Which yeah. self fucking self control. <laughs> yeah. But none of I mean, us that's what I'm talking none about. None of us have it. But I agree with Norman Lear's point. There's so much food in my Whereas if you if you talk to a <laughs> if you talk to a fucking uh, TikToker now, they wouldn't say that. Yeah. And so that's the generations now have no How about a podcast? How about a podcaster? It sounds like one of them would say it and one of them wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. How about a podcast that goes through the history of comedy? We probably don't need <laughs> I guess we, how about you just listen to the content, this assholes. Ep this episode's been <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess you make a good point. <laughs> oh, the ups and downs. <laughs> um, but I will say that, uh, you know, for all his, the, the politics you disagree with, he did oh, one, yeah. one fun fact. Uh, he he did vote for, I think it was John Anderson. The one Republican ca uh, candidate for president he voted for was uh, that is. against Jimmy Carter because he called oh. the Carter administration after their first go-round, or their only go-round, So right? Ronald Reagan, you mean? No, no, no. He voted for John Anderson. Maybe he was a libertarian. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Ronald but, Reagan... Beat Jimmy Carter. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, he didn't vote for <laughs> All right. Reagan. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Maybe he didn't, maybe it was the first uh, Carter go around. Well, but he, right. he was a registered. He registered as a Republican because he called Carter uh, incompetent. Incompetent. Yeah. Because yeah. he was. Yeah. So now well, you, look you, look warm, that up. you warming up to him now? See when John Anderson no. <laughs> ran for president? Because I don't like the dismissive tone he gave me. That was a big dismissive. Like I, well, like I might have been. Like that I don't might know been, who Reagan uh, is. Remember we're supposed to have fun here. <laughs> Well, it was 1980. How Carter, dare you? Carter was president from 76 to 80. I understand. Or I'm not arguing. With, I'm not, I'm not arguing the existence of Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, in 1980, he ran for independent. It ran as an independent. independent. Okay, thank you. But but Norman Lear registered as Republican. Well, I, I, I can't imagine Norman uh, Lear would deign to register as a Republican. He did. 
Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, as liberal, Norman Lee is the most liberal guy, if we haven't pointed that out. Yeah. But now you would never have that. Because, no. as my guy Andrew he Yang- kicked out of the club. As my guy Andrew Yang tweeted yesterday, he said, uh, politics has been more now, not what can you do for me? Or what, is this, what does this policy do for me? Uh-huh. But what does this policy say about me? Hmm? little food for thought there. Huh? <sighs> Was that said correctly? Because I didn't fall. No, sounds like horse shit. It sounds like horse shit to me. It wasn't. And I realized when I was done that I misquoted him. And I said, I'm just going to see if it hits the room. <laughs> and it didn't. So what, does this, what does this policy do for me? Or what does it do up the, against the yeah, other I guy? Yeah, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. <laughs> Anyways. This is not about Andrew Yang. Um, Good. What, what, oh, uh, I don't need him. He was uh, a f- another fun Norman Lear fact. He was on Richard Nixon's enemies list. Oh yeah, I mean, of course we he was. Know, we probably know why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that guy—he was a Father Coglin type. Richard uh, Nixon probably agreed with a lot of his preachings. The, the, what's his face? The head of the FBI probably flipped through his file wearing his dress. That's <laughs> a hilarious. couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious though. That just a TV writer was on the enemies list. Oh yeah, like well, we hey, you control the down. culture. You control the culture. You control the people, right? Although that's not that different from Trump. I'm sure like Absolutely. Lauren Michaels was on his enemies list. I'm sure he was, along with Alec, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Trump would just be like, this guy sucks. <laughs> He's terrible. And, uh, I don't like him. His J- ratings, no good. Ratings, Mine's pretty good. Through the roof. Yeah. Big ratings. If Huge. you look at the ratings on Saturday nights, The Apprentice beats out Saturday Night Live every time. <laughs> uh, Jerry Falwell called him the number one yeah. enemy of the American family. Norman Lear? Yeah, which I guess, what does that mean? That's great. Uh, that, that makes me was... feel bad that I'm on the same side as Jerry Falwell. Well, why is he an enemy of the American family? He's not. He's speaking like a like a pretty conservative Republican in all yeah, of these clips. I know. Well, now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not. I, dude, I would say he was a champion of the American family. For sure. He's just showing a different experience of the American family. Well, he opened things up. Look at it this way. When Norman Lear started all in the family, mm-hmm. you could not talk about pregnancy. Like a thing that the only reason we're on this earth is because of pregnancy. <laughs> Yet on Fair television, point. on television, you co- you couldn't show uh, yeah. a pregnant woman. What you couldn't talk about pregnancy things like that. They thought it was taboo. That's so weird. It's also they they ca- coming from the network. Oh yeah, big yeah, time. Probably That's they so go weird. over that in uh, the show. I don't know if you guys ever watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. No. Yeah. I, I watched the Which first is good. season of that. I thought it was great. A real work of fiction, but <laughs> but <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's very good. But they kind of touch on that too, where mm-hmm. like thing like you know uh, a woman's period you couldn't talk about mm-hmm. back then, like things that just Amy Schumer would have no career. Oh God, in the seventies. <laughs> 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 yeah, it wouldn't. Literally, uh, female comedians now wouldn't have been allowed. In the oh 70s. yeah. Uh, so Norman Lear did that for women. Um, he had the first. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, you at home, uh, but I believe the first, they called them, I think at the time, transvestites. I hope I don't get canceled for that. Or cross-dressers, they were oh. called a lot. But there's a character- Let's, let's list all the names. There's a, well, <laughs> I have a few more. Um, but there's a character in All in the Family who is uh, Edith's friend, uh-huh. who uh, I think there's an episode where- uh, She talks too much. Uh, she, yes, she, I think, Eat is it. the p- correct. But um, uh, it's a very dramatic episode where that character dies, actually. Huh. And uh, I think I think she is in a couple episodes. Watch, I get ca- canceled for talking about a character in the 70s. They. They. <laughs> when in doubt, they. say they or they. them. That person. Um, or that. But it, it is handled- nope, not that. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> it is handled in a manner that, uh, like, this is a person, like, this is how they are. This is how they live. They were born yeah. like this. And this is something uh, that to make them happy, they have to live like this. 
And Norman Lear did that in the mid-70s, hmm. where it took us 35 years to catch up to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, Norman Lear did tear down a lot of walls. Now, he built them up for Eric Monty, but... <laughs> <laughs> Put chains on them, if you'd say. Just well, I don't know about all that. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> wait, Craig did everything to... I, I was about... The words that were about to come out of my mouth were, I want to be the number one Eric Monty champion. <laughs> I want to be known we for, be, for, for rejuvenating Eric Monty's career. And then he makes a slave reference. A ham-handed slave reference. It was... As, it was before I can get the words out. <laughs> no, Norman Lear did that. We didn't do that. We're oh, building them up. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. I said Norman Lear, not us. <laughs> Oh, never. <sighs> Is there anything I didn't get to, Matt? Norman Lear was on South Park. Played oh, of ben, course, Benjamin yeah. Franklin. He also kind of looks oh, like yeah. in his old he age. Was he was Benjamin g- Franklin? Yeah. He, he does look a little like Ben Franklin. He kind of looks like uh, Stan's grandfather as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he so he, he was a consultant on a few episodes of South Park. He was the voice of Ben Franklin. And uh, he officiated Trey Parker's wedding. Oh, get the fuck really? out of here. Yeah. That's great. Oh. So it is weird to think that like they're they're buddies in some way. Mm-hmm. So even though, like I said, uh, say what you want about Norman Lear's politics and everything, and even when he talks, sounds like just an old codger. Yeah. But there's got to be something to him where he respects what South Park he does. Oh, he also like he does. still understands yeah. that oh, type yeah. of shit. He looks like Freddy Krueger without the burns. <laughs> Especially with that stupid fucking hat on. Yeah. <laughs> there's That's a clip too. There's a clip too where I figured it wouldn't mean anything to anyone. Because uh-huh. I don't think a lot of people listening to the podcast even necessarily know a lot about Norman Lear. So you're not going to be like, wow, he was on SNL. But he hosted SNL in like the first or second season. Oof. Where it's it's very weird to watch <laughs> because it's it's almost like he just showed up there because he's a writer, not a not a talker. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. I'm not even saying it's bad. It's uh-huh. like the hosts in the early seasons of SNL. It's like, did they know they were doing this like 45 <laughs> minutes ago? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, you know, I think Norman Lear mm. is definitely there's a lot of uh, uh, woke in him, and if you hear him on podcasts yeah. now, they trot him around with a uh, Judd Apatow on podcasts now, which yeah. I think he did a podcast. For a little while, no surprise. Um, and some of it's like, uh, okay, a lot of you would call it liberal dreck. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I would. <laughs> but a guy like Norman Lear, again, if he was sitting at the table with fucking you know AOC or whoever, uh, would bitch. be like some of this. He would be like, eh, that's that's a little far. That's a little much. <laughs> that's a little much for my yeah. for my liking. <laughs> I I do have one thing to say though. The Sanford and Son theme song has been embedded in my head for like a week we, we heard you whistling yeah i know i can't yeah. we were just ignoring I'm like it. trying to like stop like fuck. well can we go out with that mike uh matt can we play that to it take is, us out it is hypnotic i didn't like the confidence <laughs> in his face when you asked him that. <laughs> let we, me know when the, and if and when you have editing we'll add it in for the end. okay all right so we'll, is, we'll take you out with uh I mean, sanford and son i could have done it live. it is hypnotic <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you my studio's not done um <laughs> i'm just joking Oh, I thought you meant you could have whistled it. I was like, oh, all right, it is. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been fun. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> just just a lot of wind noise into I the know. microphone. I know. <laughs> so that is Norman Lear. A we've reduced his career to a liberal racist. <laughs> to a bo- <laughs> he's a borderline slaver. <laughs> <laughs> we've reduced his career to a guy that railroaded Eric Monty, <laughs> but he did a ton. For he television. Did. And, uh, Absolutely. I meant to say, I said uh, as many as nine shows on the air at once, but over a uh, hundred television shows he produced. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I almost said, like, well, once you get to the 90s, there's not a ton 
of great stuff on his resume. And then I realized um, around the time, the day the laughter died, uh, an episode we did, he was an elderly man. He was a senior citizen at yeah, that time. He was. So he has been. He's he has been. Seventies. He's been elderly for thirty-five <laughs> 30 years. Let's, <laughs> well, let's re, let's rejuvenate uh, Monty's career. Hashtag justice for Monty. Yes. Let's get him. Yeah, let's, let's get, get him that going. going again. Eric Monty, justice for beans. Monty. We're gonna get Eric Monty back in the. Uh, Back in the writer's room, and it's sad. Like he was. Uh, Let's get him to a dentist and kill Whitey. He was sending in. Jesus Christ. Uh, he was sending in. <laughs> like, fucking guy. He was sending in like monologue jokes. Is what the guy that created Good Times was reduced to. So, justice for Eric Monty. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, we didn't do uh, revisionist history. I forget we have segments on this show. We do revisionist history. The only thing. I, the only thing I could say. Normally, hasn't really done. Like he was a producer on. Um, is it the Princess Bride? Yes, and uh, fried green tomatoes and yep. movies like that, uh, but he didn't make a movie. There's not a Norman Lear movie. No, so I guess that's the one thing you could say, and it would be great. Like I said, he was an elderly man, <laughs> but it would be great to have a Norman Lear comedy based around what we are living through right does, now. Does he have dementia by any chance, or is he just? I think he's sharp as a whip. No, when he, I've heard him. He talk. Seems like he's because if his if, he, if his brain started shit. slipping. And you get the, I don't think so. No, I'm saying, but if it did, yeah. his, you know, then those thoughts that he used to filter. Oh, uh -huh. that'd be great. <laughs> then he makes the movie. But no, I feel like he was the kind of guy where, like, he, he, like, he made stuff funny instead of like stopping people from yes. saying it. His message was uh, yeah. uh, done through humor, yeah, rather than saying, no, 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 we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it. Yeah, this. rather he than say, we don't should... say it, say, say it, but make yeah. it, make it ridiculous. We should, no, we should bring up pregnancy. It's ridiculous yeah. that we aren't talking about pregnancy <laughs> and a woman's period, because these are things that a lot of people go through. Even the men, like, you could say like half the, uh, uh, half the audience goes through it. No, the entire audience does, because a man deals with a, a pregnant woman, and it deals with a woman on her period, things I, like that. Mike... Stop your hacky jokes right now before you keep going. What are you talking about? <laughs> a man deals with a woman going through a period. No, I'm not doing a bit. He wasn't. <laughs> I, I didn't catch the bit. At all. I'm, 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 not, I'm not setting. I'm, no, I'm saying. If you had a bomb button, go for it. I'm saying the entire. <laughs> Jesus. A add it in. I'll I don't even know what you're you. talking about. I'm just kidding. Relax. I'm relax. saying that the entire audience could relate to that. Yeah. So Norman Lear said, well, why aren't we tackling these issues? You're on right. Seltzer suspension for the next episode. I was making a oh, joke. Is, relax. is that where we're going? No, it's not. But Canon and Anchor. If you want to relax. <laughs> if you want to have. If you want to. It was just torpedo. A... <laughs> why are you laughing? Go get a can. It was just a bad joke. Relax, guys. All right. Anything else before we get out of here, boys? Listen to Average Nobody's podcast. If you like what you see and you want to record here yourself, check out Vaulted Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Listen to Very Good Show. Listen to Blind Mike Project. If you want these early, go to patreon.com slash blind mic. Correct. All of that is correct. Yeah. Good and if work. you think the podcast sounds good, like I said, hit up Vaulted Podcast yes. in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And you can record here as well. Help our boy, Matt from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and I guess if there's anyone you want to suggest for uh, uh, Why Are You Laughing, you know where to find us. Patreon.com slash blind mic. Send me a message. Goodbye. I mean, no, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we have a way we end this show. Take luck. <laughs> oh. It's gross every time. <laughs> <laughs>